0: The Big Red Couch, a podcast about making role-playing games. A group of GMs and players draw ideas from the mystery box and bring their game pictures to you. It's the 6th of November, 2020, and this is The Big Red Couch, episode
1: 150. My name is Craig, and on the other side of the planet... It's the 7th of November. You've You've forgotten how this works, haven't you? It's the 6th of November
0: <laughs> where I am. I'm looking at the clock, which admittedly...
1: Did You're running out of the 6th, aren't you?
0: I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of the 6th of November, but at the time that I am recording it, it is the 6th of November. Should we do this bit again, or should, should I just run with it?
1: No, no, this is this is delightfully irrelevant. Okay, this, awesome. You know, we are here on the, uh, the momentous crux of, a, of a, a milestone, and we have no idea what to do with it because the world is a wriggling hellscape and <laughs> indeed, <laughs> everything seems quite silly yeah. i mean as a rundown happening worldwide there's a
0: thing that we're not going to talk about over in a country that neither of us are in uh there's a very important decision that's still being made so we're not going to talk about that one either in new zealand a big for new zealand decision has actually been made that we're also not talking about Mm -hmm. And here in the United Kingdom, because of that global thing that we are not talking about, I I covered this, keep up, because of that thing that we're not talking about, my situation here has become rather more constrained, and we're not talking about that either. What we are talking about is despicable fusion
1: cuisine. Indeed. Nailed it. A topic near and dear to our hearts, I think.
0: I mean, I have on multiple occasions made coleslaw bolognese. So, yeah,
1: I like to think I know what Despicable Fusion cuisine is about. And that you're history's greatest monster. Excellent. So we're starting strong there. It's nice. <laughs>
0: I, I will say that if you are going to use coleslaw or salad in place of noodles for or, or pasta for a bolognese choose something with a bit of crunch don't choose anything that's a bit floppy because if you twirl it around a fork you will end up mopping sauce off the ceiling ask me how i know and where the don't mop ask
1: is him, honestly <laughs> ah, well also don't wear a white shirt Just don't well that's that is that is basic basic red sauce advice right
0: it goes a little further if you use a leafy salad <laughs> those droplets pick up some spin
1: Cool. <laughs> All right, so, Despicable Fusion Cuisine. How many game pitches based on food have we had? We're, are we Are we going to be retreading some some old ground, or are we going to bust out with something new? Yeah,
0: I mean, we had the whole food court wars thing. Um, mm. There was something about an abandoned, stri- desolate strip, but marooned on a desolate strip mall or something like that?
1: No, it was marooned on a desolate siding, uh, and the fey taking over the um the mall or something like something along that we've had a fair we've had a fair number that have fallen within kiwis of a a food court i personally haven't been to a mall food court in a age but you know there are a couple of like good international ones in the vicinity had some good philippine food the other day yeah it's pretty cool
0: there are absolutely no mall food courts where i live like there's there's a couple of like cafes in very small mallets. but mm. that's it. There's none of the none of the classic. You sort of you walk in with your mates, and then everybody wanders off to in a different direction to the ethnic adjacent food of their choice. Sort of
1: sort of setup. Yes, um, you're looking uh, your choice between sort of Chinese and. Mm, Quite Indian. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Thai-ish. Usually right next to the Isan Thai-ish place. Sometimes there's a cavalry.
1: Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And usually there are
0: cockroaches. It
1: depends. Okay, I am thinking
0: of that one place
1: on Hobson Street. You're talking about Food Alley? Possibly. Yeah. It, it had really authentic food. Oh, yeah, and it the, was the delicious the food was and cheap. brilliant.
0: It's just the yeah, and, and yeah,
1: the roaches seemed to like it because I could see them scuttle along the top of the sign. Um. It it just hadn't had a makeover ever or a really deep clean since the mid eighties, and the, this the signage was peak mid eighties. So true. yeah, that's true. It it was it is gone now. Oh. And we are very sad because the yeah yeah the um yeah and a lot of places didn't haven't didn't, didn't weren't able to relocate and then all of the other things happened which we did we aren't talking about so that's it that was a it was sad yeah brilliant food
0: yeah it, it, it's yeah you know, it's very really yes. much a, the food is brilliant oh yeah i saw a rat the size of a corgi in the kitchen that kind of thing um
1: <laughs> that i i i know people referred to us like cat food alley and, and it's uh, like uh, 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 harsh
0: uh, and racist i mean if you if you're gonna do it, it is exactly exactly cleanliness but, and upkeep not on racial stereotyping, have some standards, people. Where is this going?
1: But yeah, I, I I never felt ill after eating there, which is something I can't say about many other places. so yeah. <laughs> I, I I do know places where they, they they deep fry absolutely everything
0: that cannot make that claim. so yeah <laughs> like i'm I'm not sure what you do to food to have it survive the deep fryer, but they manage it um, <laughs> anyway. Yes, yes,
1: indeed. so. What is on the menu for Despicable Fusion Cuisine from Craig?
0: Ooh, ooh. Well, from Craig, we, extending this metaphor to its absolute breaking point, have both a main dish and a sampler. Uh, we also okay. have a main that is being offered by John.
1: And I've kind of got one of those sort of eclectic cheese boards that I come up with, which is mostly complaints. I mean, crackers.
0: Okay. I was wondering if you're going with like a flight of cheese.
1: It, it's, no, it's che- it's it's a flight of beer. It's it's a cheese board. That's how it works. I don't know. Normally, I hear them referred to as paddles. Oh, if they're arranged uh, on a thing. It, it could be some some local stuff that you're on there, but um, flight of beer. Uh, it did seem. It sounds. Is that is that an an, an, app, uh, an apples and pears gov thing, or is it something? I don't else?
0: think so. I thought I'd heard it outside of the UK, but um. Huh. To be honest, okay. yeah. To be honest, that is a thing that would have happened in the before times, and um, many records <laughs> of that period are lost to us.
1: Indeed, the mem- and memories are hazy, mm. and we and the elders they 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 they, they slip away every every winter. <laughs> yeah, usually to Benidorm or Alicante,
0: uh, sometimes Tenerife. <laughs>
1: Fucking boomers. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: the elders <laughs> they slip away every winter to their. Holiday locations in
1: Spain. It is. Right. Uh, <laughs> cool, cool. All right. Um, would you like to proceed, or shall
0: I... Uh, sh- sh- shall, I shall I lay my, my main course on mm-hmm. um, on a, the, yep. the largely unsuspecting and innocent audience, and uh, we'll see what happens. Indeed.
1: We'll see what goes from there. All
0: that. right. So, Despicable Fusion Cuisine. This... Sounds like the name Yeah, to me, sounds like the name of a restaurant. And so trying to come up with a a restaurant called Despicable Fusion Cuisine, uh I basically ended up in the world of uh superhero gaming. And I think that the system for this would be something that is based on masks. But it's kind of flipping masks around. Mm-hmm. Because masks Masks as a game has the idea that you're from memory the sort of the fourth generation of supers you mm. are teenagers there are all of these previous generations of superheroes telling you who to be they're also every adult in the world telling you who to be and that's what the game is about
1: mm-hmm. including the villains as well because they're all authority figures in their own way but you know the villains will, will, will presumably come up with seductive tempting kind of things while your parents and so forth are just being drags yeah,
0: just being judgmental and square man indeed and- presumably also somehow you're in the 70s um maybe the 60s i'm not sure so okay so if this is flipping that around a bit that's the idea of basically villains from the era and somebody who knows more about the the sort of the ages of comic books could probably fill in which one it is effectively Mm -hmm. the era of villains who were supervillains but did not target the populace yeah it's kind of uh, very much the you know the much like the thing from uh, the you know Omar uh, Omar from the Wire of sort of you know I never I, I never turned my gun on somebody who wasn't in the game. Mm. You know, these are the, the, these are the sort of the, the era of villains who wouldn't do something that targeted the populace because that's not how it's
1: done. Well, yeah, that would be your Silver Age comic. Mm. That would be where everything is very much underneath the 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 comics comics compliance code. I forget exactly what it's called. The the, the specifically where it became extremely kid friendly and the Joker would do wacky things rather than like just tap acid on yeah, people. Which,
0: being a psychopath.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It 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 wasn't it was a little bit it was a little bit more cutthroat originally. People were um there would be a lot of uh there was a lot more sort of people being shot and they weren't like they did they weren't like grim dark, but you know, there was a lot of a lot of violence and so forth being liberally handed out. And the Silver Age sort of brought that back there was a lot more Aha, I am stealing the the singular precious item from the, the place and you have to stop me kind of thing. I'm
0: stealing the MacGuffin from the MacGuffin storage facility. Haha ha.
1: Indeed, indeed. So that would probably and that's always that's always been a range. And that would be Yeah, that would be two generations back from the 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 kids in masks, mm. basically. Okay.
0: So yeah, so we've got a villain or realistically because RPGs kind of involve a group of people you've got a group of villains who did villainous things and then eventually much as heroes do they retired now presumably to a certain extent their faces are known it's known who they are they have presumably mm. either served their sentence or had their sentence commuted
1: or basically just gotten away with it or, or maybe they switched sides during that alien invasion that yeah. time and then everyone went okay you're not so bad just don't do the thing with the the weird helmet and mind control. Yeah, don't do the thing again. And so
0: for for basically want of something to do, ended up opening a restaurant. And because eh, there's a certain amount of shoving it in the faces of authority, calling it despicable fusion cuisine.
1: Right. So it is the despicable me of chain restaurants is this like a planet hollywood I, sort of thing? I
0: think it's just a one-off i think it's just the one that happens to be in halcyon city or wherever it's um you know it's so it's so it's
1: not a franchise so much but maybe it still has the, the 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 thing of planet hollywood having arnie and bruce willis and whoever the other one was possibly
0: jackie chan
1: i don't recall I can't but remember. The, the idea that, that it's kind of like sponsored and themed it has like some of the it's like some of the mementos from their um their criminal past is like it is is stuff to there's is is stuff like littered around the uh, interior of the restaurant
0: yeah it's it's a certain amount of and it's going to be a certain amount of dis- nostalgia for the good old days as it were and mm-hmm. yep. that's kind yep. of where the plot comes in because the way i get yeah, the way i'm imagining it is the idea that you've got these these retired villains and maybe if you want to go with the whole um the whole common grounds thing which I'm gonna see if I can figure out how to link it in the in the show notes was a there was a, a fairly short comic that was about a a coffee shop that was kind of a neutral a neutral place for old superheroes and supervillains and the interaction of some hmm. people. I'll I'll see if I can figure out how to drop it in the show notes without massively pilfering somebody's IP. But so you've got this you've got this slightly old school way of doing, you know, this, this old-school crew, and the world has kind of moved on, and villains have become a great deal nastier, and heroes have become a great deal grimdarkier.
1: Hmm. Which would be your... I guess they're... I'm not sure if it was the Bronze or Iron Age, 90s, uh, 80s and 90s, kind of anti, anti-hero, anti-villain kind of mm. thing. And I quite like the idea of... Basically, the,
0: the plotline of a bunch of old villains, or possibly a bunch of old villains, plus some old heroes, effectively getting into the game to sort the kids out. Because it's just getting too bad out there. Yeah, sort of what happens when you've got, you know, the wacky Joker and all of the, the various, you know, if the, the, the various sort of Batman 66 crowd sort of look out and see the Jared Leto Joker. Um, yeah. and think, okay, actually, no, not cool. We're going to have to stop
1: this. I wonder how we do it. So it's the the, the generation, speaking, the generation below us was, is still re- reacting to whatever we did, and they are messed up, but possibly unsalvageable. We are going to try and help the subsequent generation.
0: A little bit, yeah. And maybe it's, maybe it's one specific problem. So you may mm. be and you could have some fun with it if you ripped off the shtick, the sort of the, the, the Gotham as City under siege shtick from whatever the last Batman film was. The one with Bane in
1: it. Um, I can't get past the its title being whatever the last Batman Yeah, film. I, I, I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> Batman. Um, <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises, I think. I haven't <coughs> actually seen it. I really enjoy the Bane character and like Harley Quinn and so forth and anyone doing the... I was born in the fire jokes and so forth, but I haven't actually seen the damn movie. It's, it's, it's not
0: bad. Um, it's it's got its yeah. moments. There's some lovely bits in it. There's some bits that I didn't personally care for, but there's um there's some some very nice bits in it. Um, so yeah, I could you could have a lot of fun if you have you know a genuinely awful and evil villain has taken over the city and they really haven't paid that much attention to. This bunch of old retired uh, retired folks. Okay, so this is a little bit of a diehard, but across a city, and with costumes. That's that I can see you sort of doing it as a as a sort of defined campaign. That you wake up one morning, the place has been taken over by. I wouldn't quite go with the young whippersnappers, but certainly these people who are so not playing to the rules that you used to play by, mm. and you're about all there is. I know this does tread very heavily on the um, same territory as I think it's necessary evil. Um,
1: sort of. That was that's the where the villains have to save the Earth because there won't be any any place to um, villainize anymore yeah. if the aliens um, the aliens take over completely. Yeah, we have to save the planet. All our stuff is here. Yes. Yes. A very a very noble motivation. Yeah. Interesting. So so it's definitely that the that the that. The, the Gotham stand-in is just falling into chaos and partially and partially because of the the villainy or possibly just the fact that the the the, the heroes and the villains are just completely gloves off civil warring across the city and maybe that this, this place is like a yeah maybe it's just that they had that the the current main cadre of of powered people are just have just been been tuned up to such a level that they are that the place is in a just in a in an state and there's no way to resolve it unless they you know they, they they slowly murder one another and and most of the city in the process or an unlikely alliance of old fogies and and, and young kids come they come together to somehow put them to put them both to rights. That's interesting. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah that. yeah, that that's no, way better than what I,
0: how I was imagining it. But that, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah. I hadn't quite got the alliance of, of of old fogies and young fogies. That doesn't work at all, uh, yeah. and, and youngsters. But that works well. That one I
1: quite like. There's a lot of um, a lot of latitude for different sorts of abilities. So you can have the the. The kids just coming into their powers, learning how to do stuff and you know you've got these these folks who, who are a bit rusty and and, 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 and beat up and, and so forth. But they're they know a lot of secrets and they've seen the um, the various villains and the various the the current crop mm. um who are messing everything up come into their into their strength, but they also know where their uh, where some of their weaknesses might be. So it could be quite it could be quite um if you're doing it as an insurgent sort of thing, you you could model some of the mechanics of Blades of the Dark, blah, blah, yes, we know, Ben, blah, blah. Um, but I, I feel, it, it, it's
0: it, like, it's at moments like this that I wish I had an old-finished-fashioned money tin that I could just, like, yes, drop the coin into. And what's really annoying is that maybe, like, if I turn around, I can actually see the enormous, like, souvenir drinks cup I got from a... Um, Movie theater that I use for keeping spare change in, but it's about three meters out of reach because uh, otherwise it would have been perfect to just drop that in every time Blades in the Dark is mentioned for our <laughs> sweet sweet
1: money from Big Polyhedron. This will indeed. be a thing one day. I am sure of it. For somebody who isn't us, I, I think. I think all of the uh, the 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 handsome matt mercer types and the the charismatic uh, let's players on on video streams have well and truly beat us to that um particular pot of gold my friend presumably it exists and is not but it is not completely illu- uh, illusionary which i would not be shocked about <laughs> uh, i do re- i
0: think it was kevin smith years ago, making a comment that he'd heard about how awesome podcasts were and how podcasts were free, and it turns out they're just free for everybody who isn't doing the podcast.
1: <laughs> that is probably the wisest thing that man has ever said. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cool. I, I, I Like I say, if you're doing something with an insurgent mentality, mm. though that's not really a very... A... a, a like a, a a viable resistance kind of thing yeah that make that makes a good sense
0: yeah that would be I think that's that, that's the bit that I was missing in the initial idea was yeah mm. if you've got that I think that would work and to a certain extent you can play on the fact that sure you you know as, as, as a young person you've got people telling you who to be that kind of kicks in in old age as well I feel
1: Oh, yeah, that could be interesting. It's like, yeah, that, that there is a... Um, it might be a, a different set of expectations, but, yes, it's like you if the, you're old and past it and you don't have any new ideas and your stuff isn't relevant anymore, it could be... It could definitely have the same sort of problem. Though, like, if, if you're running it out of masks, it's more that the... Um, it might be more that it is completely transparently clear to both the young folks and the old folks that the um the current escalation that's being carried out by the modern set of superheroes and villains is toxic it's just going to get you going to get it, going to get everyone moided. but they also have to fight against the prejudices so that would be more of more of a masks kind of thing where it's more about the character's Evolving through this process so that they can take on the preconceptions that you know that these these folks who um currently have all of the attention so forth are inherently screwing things up. I guess the other thing that we didn't talk about, which has even been going on even longer than the first thing that you talked about, sort of making people aware that there's actually a thing and we should stop doing this set of behaviors so that this this this. Ultimate problem can be headed off, and maybe it's just this that, that outsider perspective of the, the the kids and old fogies would be uh, would be useful doing. So yeah, mm. so that was my one, cool.
0: which I, I feel was made yeah. quite a lot better by having somebody who wasn't me mucking um, around with yeah, it, which I, is, I guess, kind of how the show works.
1: Yeah, like uh, uh, I yeah I could see a, a number of ways to like you say like, like with the masks. It would be more of a the society is 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 in peril, and we have fresh, new, and relevant old ideas to to present, or stuff is already kicked off, and we need to un we need to
0: unkick it.
1: Yeah, we need we need to to displace these 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 various powers so that we can so sort of try and restore some sanity. And either could be good. The second one is definitely more bleak. It would be the one where you know. That pretty much people are in are in peril constantly and you're you're basically in a, a running battle to try and save as many folks as possible from both sides who are, who are on a rampage. Yeah, it'd still, still be damned interesting. Cool. Alrighty, so shall I bring out my dish, as it were? Go for it. Mine is just basically a really silly pun, a, length, <clears throat> a lengthy set of complaints about setting up certain kinds of games.
0: Yeah, and also on fusion cuisine in in general because,
1: yeah, well, basically the 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 my idea was what I was I came up with was what well, we know about molecular gastronomy. I was thinking about taking it up a notch to quantum gastronomy. Ludicrously specific. You've got a you've got a single benzene ring suspended in nitrogen. Gas that has only ever been nitrogen gas since the the formation of the universe, kind of specificity of flavours. It stuff that is that is you know almost certainly poisonous at at, at any volume. But the, the the pellets you're dealing with are so refined and possibly so pretentious that you are working on a atomic level to produce these flavours. And the idea that the entire thing is like it's that's either in a in a horrifically dystopian kind of uh thing where the somebody commands enough of the resources of the universe to to basically so that they need CERN to do their, their you know their entrees or it is a not not a post scarcity environment but a where scarcity is a scarcity environment a place where things are so freely available that you have to hunt down unique authentic experiences with a, a degree of sort of diligence and persistence that takes lifetimes to um to sort of to accomplish okay so this is ludic it's obviously a a, a totally ludicrous post post star trek setting that they that, 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 that we're dealing with here and i'm trying to think about how you would frame something like that if it's if it's a if it's like a a like an Ion Chef? Yes, I dropped the R deliberately. Nice, nice kind of competition. You run into the issues that you have with any of the sorts of tournaments or competitions in a, a role playing game that they're super structured. You have this really big cast of NPCs that you might only use once in a specific thing. The problem that you know if if the protagonist this is like a uh, it's also like an anime trope loses the show is effectively over so the stakes are bafflingly high but also meaningless because if the if if you know that they they exit out of the competition that's the entire you know the 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 story to that point it's also it's also probably basing a lot of stuff on a really abstract skill set unless people are really interested in the concepts of of making of, of creating dishes and so forth, and really like that. So having the idea of applying that to particle physics, probably not the world's biggest crossover, but I bet they're out there. It's a bit niche from a start, and could be a bit. It could be a bit a bit weird. So it, it's not it's not that this thing can't be done. I know that there's um, I think it's Nathan Polenta's Worldwide Wrestling uh, things like that where you're playing not so much the bouts or the particular seasons, but you're playing like the, the life stories of these wrestling professionals and their characters. Okay. Which means that you don't so much because I I, I try I sort of reverse engineered that towards more more standardized role playing games. But that's it means kind of that you would you would have to make it Deep the system's deep enough that you wouldn't end up with the with the equivalent of that was playing D and D, and living out your 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 rest of your life, but occasionally rolling your get treasure not die skill to visit a dungeon, and actually that is conceivably possible that you have kind of a a a fantasy world social setting where yes you're an adventurer. But that's kind of your it's kind of your day job, and you go off to the treasure mines as part of as is as, as just like a subset of what you do, and the entire business with the ten foot poles and the lockpicks and the detecting traps is just subsumed into one sub mechanic, and then you carry on with the rest of your life where you know you're you're dealing with taxation and, and you know. Local squabbles in the in, in your village and things like that.
0: I mean, which would, I'm kind of into that as a as a notion. Uh,
1: it would it would be a odd game <laughs> where you basically say it, it would you know it would be a little bit like and this will offend a huge number of people. would we like playing like a Japanese RPG video game with auto battle turned on because <laughs> you're there for the story and you know the, the bits with the the all of the the the, the mechanics and so forth that a lot of people get a lot of interest out of you you just go come, yeah, submit and the battle results come up and you go oh yeah that sounds fine and you keep on you know romancing the miller or whatever you're doing
0: it it also puts me in mind
1: of what did actually tend to happen in almost every
0: Vampire the Masquerade game I ever played.
1: As far as, you know, refreshing your your blood and so forth? Yeah, refreshing your blood your pool, blood pool, and so pool because,
0: like, there's all this stuff you can do, which, if you actually play it out, will eat up your entire session with people going out for a light snack.
1: It's, that is a fair observation. I think that's partially a syndrome of all of the systems in Vampire being very crunchy. mm and you being able to accomplish things without actually engaging with them, like you could, you you know, dropping a few words here and there, you could actually get a lot thing a lot of things done. It's I think it's the I mean it kind of makes sense when you're seeing seeing that sort of fall fall to the wayside if you're starting like a fresh cohort of new vampires and they're barely able to do anything, you know, getting their you know adjusting to that and getting their first like. Their, 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 their how they feed established makes sense to me and then having that fall into the background like something particularly weird happens because the idea that you do that i mean fundamentally that is why you do not go into the um like the very very specific mechanics of how you dig a field latrine uh, latrine in every um D game you travel as you travel from place to place it's mm-hmm. like that that shit's boring very much literally it's not part of the adventure and it falls in the background when you're like a, a, a newbie vampire i can see that being a bit interesting but it quickly becomes and and contrary to your point there's like eventually yes they should set up ways where you know vampire the masquerade not so much about drinking blood it's about doing increasingly despicable things that make you more of a horrible monster and because drinking blood is one of those prices of admission it kind of is one of those that's going to come up first and should fall back as you go but i I get i i take your point i take your point if you're um yeah that's mildly derailed there sorry but it's what i do that's right it's right it's 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 these sorts of things actually i i enjoy thinking about the idea of making the making the fantasy rpg which is actually kind of where you, you don't kind of address the fact that there are great catacombs full of full of treasure, and your job is to occasionally go and roll on the table of what what happened to what happened to me this shift down the treasure mines. <laughs> I just look like at the
0: rain Now I must go to work in the treasure mines. Oh, oh,
1: oh. Pretty much, pretty much, and the idea that that's a um, that's a facet of your existence, uh, Ry- Ryutama is. Not quite like that. There's actually a combat system. It is, and it's very much a, it does have JRPG kind of stylings because of where, where it's from and so forth, but it has a very bucolic kind of presentation to that. So it's clearly like grim, grim death, monster slaughter isn't really the focus. It just happens that you, um, you know, contend with cat faced goblins with pots on the heads huh. fairly frequently as, as part of your challenges. So, um, yeah, that idea of, Playing out a game where it's just a job, man, and dealing with the rest of your life is actually the important thing. It's kind of intriguing, though. Looping back to um, Despicable Fusion Cuisine, I was wondering how you were going to complete that orbit. Indeed, indeed, that is kind of my, that's kind of my problem because the problem with the dish is like the consistency and the flavors don't really don't really come together properly. So that's why we're kind of coming around the other side, hoping that the sauce will tie everything together not sure what the source is that's the problem <laughs> yeah it's it's though it's that thing that trying to gamify this bizarre idea where you where you may travel around attempting to create the perfect dish for this extremely exacting gourmand it could be it, it does sound like a it, it would be like adventures in the wacky super future to a degree but how to make that a really engaging game. I don't know. That is that was my problem with that.
0: I have some notions.
1: Cool. Oh, <laughs> well,
0: the way you were describing it, it put me in mind of the the visually stunning movie. I think it's Jupiter Ascending.
1: Indeed, it is. It is that and um, Valerian: The City of a, th- of a Thousand Planets. Mm. That kind of. Uh, I believe one of the MyKet movies had a a list of movies that don't really make sense, but just eye candy. Yeah. Yeah, and it probably would have a, it would hark on that sort of feel. Do go on?
0: Uh, Well, yeah, my thinking was that if we rule out the, um, the notion that the player characters are these ridiculous quantum gourmands, we'll take that one off the table right away because that's boring. And we instead go with, okay, they're 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 out there in the world, they're they're trying to do these things, they're trying either they work directly for the ridiculous quantum Gommons, or maybe they're trying to curry favour that was unintentional, hmm. but I'm I'm running with it. With with them. I think you could have a lot of fun sort of playing with the interplay between the the ridiculously opulent shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's going on at kind of the quantum gourmand level, and then the much more workaday, bureaucratic, annoying everyday life of actually trying to get anything done for these colossal assholes.
1: Bulldogs, you're talking about bulldogs. I am
0: now. Yeah. <laughs> I and mean, if if you are going with the whole thing of 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 Iron Chef, mm. that that's still fun.
1: There is a um, uranium or plutonium chef game out there as well so we might have to okay we might have to reference reference that i think we just did um, but yeah you know. similar 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 idea alien, alien hardcore cookery so yeah you could have if you if you're going with that and you put
0: the players as effectively the field team for mm-hmm. one of these chefs so yeah the, the the chef has decided okay what i absolutely need for this recipe to work is I need this to be compressed and twisted at an atomic level by exposure to a magnetar. Mm. Get on that.
1: Yeah,
0: and so you've got people doing the cool,
1: cool. How do we do this
0: without dying? That's your problem. <laughs>
1: well, no, it's like no, no. We know how to do this with. We know how to do this without dying. However, we're very, very aware that it is not always the outcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind
0: of yeah. So it's sort of the. Almost, but not quite the bulldog's approach. It's, but that, it, it is getting there. They, yeah, sort of trans, transporting exotic materials so that somebody can create a dish for some snooty wanker. Hmm. That, that's kind of, kind of how I see it working because I think it would be fun to have the characters kind of going between the sort of, and I'm very much using my, vague memories of watching jupiter ascending here Hmm. the sort of very tradition and rule bound and opulent and luxurious world of the nobility sort of navigating that and navigating the very much more seedy and cutthroat underbelly of that and trying to navigate the all okay how do we actually get the neutronium that apparently this idiot
1: wants And also, how do we keep it from destroying the ship? I'm trying to... I'm not very good at, um, like, famous chef names. Can you
0: think of a famous chef name? I mean, how famous are we talking about? There's... Yeah, you've...
1: Just contemporary. Derangedly famous.
0: Uh, You've got sort of Heston Blumenthal. There's Gordon Ramsay, who I'm not personally a fan of, but many people like. God knows Um... why. Uh, Jamie Oliver... Uh, though apparently people hate what he did
1: to uh, school dinners. Um, <laughs> I- I'm trying to think Julia of something where you could like... M- uh,
0: Nigella Lawson? Ah, right. So
1: so, so, what we're looking for is E.E. Doc Julia Smith. We're you had me for- do all
0: of that for that?
1: Yes, I did. Wow. <laughs> I made you complicit I- in I'm my time. I'm impressed, crying. but... Dude, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we, we, you're basically mashing up the square jawed super science adventurer, and you know a little bit of bit of bit of Skellywag, sc- um, skullduggery as well, with this 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 people who have gone out. And it's like we've ah oh, yes, we've sort we've sourced this you know the, this plasma from only the um only the finest class A stars or something like that. It's like this literally of like ridiculous most conceptual ingredients but they have to have been tracked down by these you know sort you know sourced locally kind of ideas yes. for these just l- deranged dishes this is hydrogen from a population one star this
0: hydrogen has never bonded with any other uh, atoms
1: or it would ruin <laughs> the flavor would it really? It oh, would. Fucking not. <laughs> yeah, don't be stupid. So, yeah. <laughs> Look, the people paying for it think it, 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 it I convinced it will. Yeah. It goes, it, it, mm-hmm. it will. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. But where, yeah, where, where are we going to get pure
0: lithium? Ah, uh, let's just tape a bunch of hydrogen together. Nobody ever notices. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? You're using electrolysis. <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> completely <laughs> ruin the consistency. It's like, Ah, it'd be fine. <laughs> maybe that's, maybe that's it. Maybe that, uh, that the, um, on every, every list, there is something that is like impossible to find the native, authentic, you know, untouched since the Big Bang form of. Mm. And you just kind of have to bodge it. It's like, is this, is this actually yeah, real real blue cheese. Well, it's blue. Yeah. It's cheese. It's blue. It's cheese. It's blue. <laughs> Takes off both the boxes on my list. What are you complaining about? Yeah. I mean, honestly most of the, the, the holes and blue colouring are made with a byrobe. but okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's there's often there's like mate yeah, the, the maybe the 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 list is, is, is long enough and the time frame short enough that I alright. We, we're just we're just going down to the uh, the wholesalers to pick up some <laughs> some of these some knockoff stellar dust or something, <laughs> something. yeah hey, we've got a bunch of old batteries we can tear them
0: apart get the lithium out it'll be fine
1: it will be fine yes 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 all right I think I, I like that the idea that you are the the hapless the hapless gophers for a ridiculously over tuned super future cooking show or, or, or restaurant. Hmm. Yep. I I do like that. And the idea that in every, in every recipe list, there is at least one thing that's going to be uh, either collectively or by itself, a complete ass. So yeah, you need to uh you need to choose your how to how to spend your time wisely. Cool. No, I like that. That would be uh that would be a peculiar tenor of especially if you if you're you, you're not just you know, you're not just gophers, you are a particular elite class of gourmet culinary ingredient procurement specialists with hyper science technology at your disposal. But also you're just a gopher. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a job. Yeah, we take it. Thank you for your thank you for your assistance. That one, you're okay, uh,
0: glad it was useful.
1: Indeed, indeed. The uh, your, your, your the garnish drew the entire dish together. So Presentation makes, makes the meal. It does. It does.
0: We are never going <laughs> to top this, are we?
1: Um,
0: maybe grate some cheese on it. It'll be fine.
1: it'll be fine cheese makes everything cheese makes everything better and speaking of cheese (laughs) John has provided us with some delicious content of his own
0: holy transition Batman Um, (laughs) shall I shall I read uh, shall I read John's um, um, content or shall I have a coughing fit or a bit of both I mean Uh. all right I'll John comes in with an idea. Welcome to Zog's Fusine Cuisine. Zog's is a Terran alien fusion cuisine restaurant in the Dyslexis 4 orbital spaceport. The eponymous Zog is a Gastonian, an alien species renowned for their ability to eat anything. Anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Zog took a liking to Terran dishes and decided to mix them with recipes from a thousand cultures. Curry, nuts and a bed of rice. Paté de foie au Sausages. Never ask what went into them if you cherish your last meal residing in your stomach. As the saying goes, never learn how the sausage is made. And despite, or maybe because of, these odd combinations, he actually has a following. Among other aliens with strong intestinal fortitude. Terrans, however, yeah, no. That looks like something my dog ate. Threw up. Ate again. Threw up again. Over fried rice. Zog takes this dislike to heart. Hearts. He has a special tasting menu for those tyrants brave enough to try his latest creation. And there's a large bucket nearby, just in case. Exasperated, he would ask them, why this plate of potatoes and something that, no, describing it will make you rich, something unappetizing, doesn't taste good? Most would reply that this is like eating alien roadkill. He would reply, yes, and... Finally, he realized that to make the perfect Terran alien fusion cuisine, he'd have to find out what Terrans like to eat. So he put out a bounty. Free meals for life at Zog's for anyone who can find acceptable food from other species cultures for Terrans. You and your team of gu- gastronauts nice, nice, mm-hmm. are applying the spaceways, going to alien worlds, looking for that elusive, tasty, palatable, digestible alien cuisine, and winning that bounty. Of course, when dealing with aliens, hopefully you have someone well-versed in alien cultures, etiquette, and biocompatibility. Lest you find a meal that gets its green colour from the organic arsenic the plants use, or the yoghurt with active cultures that put flesh-eating bacteria to shame. Or you commit a faux pas and use the wrong winkle when eating a slitherianop op false crustacean, and winding your way through the back alleys of markets following that tantalising aroma only to find out it's the multi-species restrooms. Still, dealing with aliens, running from angry chefs, and finding that one dish that actually
1: tastes good is a goal worth exploring the worlds for. I like it. Um, I, I would possibly point out that humans are omnivorous and eat just weird stuff anyway. But there might be not the biggest challenge in the uh, the multiverse. Hmm, that is fun, I and mean, it's not
0: it's not a million miles away from your idea.
1: But at the same time, it's a very different idea. Indeed. So, you specifically the characters could be, um, from any walk of life, provided that, you know, they wanted to eat Zog's legendarily inedible to humans' cuisine, which is an interesting bunch of people for a start. It would be an, they would certainly be an interesting one to make characters for, specifically. You would be more tooling them up for their, um, motivation. Because I think keeping your motivation for this one would be the uh, would be the uh, the challenge.
0: Presumably, the characters don't have to be don't have to all be humans. They just needs to be a human or somebody with a human simulator. That sounded wrong the instant I
1: said it. To determine whether something's actually <laughs> edible. Oh, you can't get good humans these days. The simulators—they're just not not great. Right. <laughs> yes, they just
0: extrude everything wrong. Ugh.
1: Indeed.
0: I mean. I apparently am
1: doing a lot of movie reference stuff at the moment, but... Mm-hmm. Well, we, we're not allowed to go outside these days, so it's... Um... <laughs> That's... And uh, to be honest, th- this this we have spent 150 episodes going, hey, remember that obscure science fiction slash fantasy franchise? This is kind of like that. That is fundamentally what this show is about. If you well, don't, yes, if you're not but it sounds like... better when you refer to it as having a plethora of pop culture references. Indeed, indeed, that was that was what I was yep. going to try and phosphory flop into. Yeah, easily a plethora, <laughs> maybe even a couple of plethora.
0: It's the plural of plethora?
1: <laughs> Nobody knows.
0: Yeah, it's honestly never come up. It's like the plural of Apocalypse. Nobody ever really thought you'd need one. So, for movie references, I'm just imagining the the various Indiana Jones runs away from things while being chased by angry people with weapons scenes from... Pretty much every Indiana Jones movies,
1: yes, well, he was a like a tomb robber,, <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> yeah.
0: how long does it have to be? Where is the line between archaeologist and the tomb robbery?
1: Archeologists
0: we're going at grave robbing where Where is that line?
1: Well, one of them has like a selection of little little soft bristled brushes <laughs> but it's quite blurry otherwise. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm finding it hard not to do a compare and contrast between your idea and John's idea, so I'm just going to lean no, no. into that heavily. That's fair. Right. Your one strikes me as the the bleakly humorous version. Mm. This one strikes me as the overtly humorous version.
1: More farce, I think. Yeah. This is the, yeah. this
0: will be brilliant. The Terrans will love this. This will be, this will dissolve their bones, but leave everything else and. oh. T- uh, Okay, Dave, you might want to not
1: eat those. Somebody's going to be into that, but we shouldn't probably put it on the menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do humans
0: need their bone you, Really? Okay, scratch that one. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. I, I, I'm quite liking the, you know, and then we ran for our lives from
1: the screaming mob, uh kind of kind of vibe. Yeah, no, no, it sounds... I might tweak it slightly in that maybe have it that you're that you are like zog's understudies make it like the the uk comedy chef except you're going looking for he he, he feels that you know terrans have become you know become important customers but you know they, they, they they're having real difficulty doing with cuisine so it's like you know it's like gluten-free suddenly you know terran cuisine has this, this certain quality that people regard as as somehow intrinsically more healthful or something it's like ah shit we've got to get on this wave so we'll get send people out he sends his, his uh, understudies uh out to try and find things digestible for Terrans so that he can bump up his profile as being like a at a terran friendly restaurant okay that would that would that would provide a particular sort of motivation i mean the free meals for life i understand as well but there aren't that they, they would that would be in a collective bunch of people who want free meals for life mm a, which i i would i would re- i would relish uh-huh um the <laughs> make, the idea of making a bunch of characters for that that would be interesting to have a bit more of a cohesive party it could be like your up-and-coming culinary understudies and so forth they go looking for this holy uh gratan sorry growl um <coughs> to help zog's culinary empire thrive it's all interesting but yes the the ideas of blundering into um baffling situations or um and, and and having to run for your life with a, uh, a piping hot polystyrene container of chicken korma over your head <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just kind of fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> hmm. i am vaguely uh, but only vaguely put into mind of a web series that dropped a month or so ago called big top burger which is about a clown slash circus themed food truck it's three relatively normal Uh, employees and it's very very strange manager it has a couple of uh, at least one new zealand voice actor and it's an interesting production of a music slash animation slash uh, studio called worthy kids which i'll link to it's fun the the their first season is a whole 10 minutes long because it was dropped in sort of small chunks but the brief antagonists a zombie themed burger food truck who very open about the fact that their food is ridiculous and inedible and mostly for the Instagram. Huh. So.
0: I know you've mentioned that. It's putting in, me in mind of the, the pizza place from the, the I think, Disney cartoon The Weekenders, which mm.
1: had a different theme every episode and there were a lot of episodes. Or the um, burger of the day uh, chalkboard from Bob's Burgers, which every time is like a pun, generally on a movie title. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've not seen enough of Bob's yeah. Burgers to have noticed that, because I am a terrible, terrible person. Dreadful. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so you yeah, have some sort of, some ideas there. I Yeah, I like that one. The idea that it's a wild, 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 wild world kind of idea that someone is chasing down a, a treasure in the form of human consumable food is kind of cool. Uh, especially the idea that they could all be just kind of like, people odd enough... To chase this very specific dream of being able to eat for free at Zog's,
0: mm. I mean, you can have a lot of fun with that being everywhere and everyone from. Yeah, presumably, Zog's is going to be the equivalent of a multiple Michelin starred restaurant, it-
1: or yeah, or something. Even if it is super, super homey, just the place to eat, mm. right? It is, even if it isn't, even if it isn't uber cuisine. It does. It sounds like it sounds like Zog has a bit of fun with his stuff. So maybe he's less mm. of a Real, like tight ass about the food. I mean, he seems to like trolling humans, but that might just be like a general mm. cultural thing. But yeah, so the, but it's the kind of place that you know, man. If I could eat at Zogs every day, I would be that. I would I would be my best self, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, you could have the, the yeah. So everything from the person who you know, really really wants to try everything on the menu, the the person who, mm. who just loves the place, possibly somebody who's just such an incredible cheapskate that they are willing to go to all of this trouble and all of this risk just to never have to buy
1: food again. (laughs) Yep. Sort of the ultimate freegan, uh, as it were. Yeah. 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 Or a couple of people who just happen to feel feel that they are the most, they, they are the Zog's favorite regular. And if they were the person who never had to pay, they would, as opposed to the other person, they would definitely be Zog's favorite regular. So they're just they're they a competition to be the the, the most the, the the most respected. Naturally, they are both the in the same team. Oh, of course, yeah. of course, they yeah. would. Be, we
0: could not have it any other way.
1: Yeah, that would definitely be a thing.
0: That's that is fun. I am I am liking the the ridiculous wacky hijinks option. That is,
1: I th- that that is definitely what the thing about. Aside from the the slightly ridiculous setting, the puns and zogs um, approach itself. I like the idea that you would be making characters from a really unusual motivational standpoint. And I mean, even I mean, I, I can't think of a specific game system, but if the idea would be that mechanically, the idea that you're trying to keep your, your eye on the prize, almost have like the anime, you know, the, the, the keeping your spirit, you're keeping your spirit up. And that is what you, what you need to succeed would be a interesting approach to how, how they're going to prevail rather than, you know, having the ultimate, you know, the skills are useful. That's how the, the means of what they do it. But if the, the, the fuel that drives them is keeping motivated and finding reasons to go on, it would be, I think kind of an interesting thing. I'm not sure if there's a game system that does that, but they're like, they likely should be. Mm, that is a very fun one. Thank you, John. That is, that is awesome. Indeed. Your contributions as, as always, are very entertaining
0: mmm, so I suppose I should chuck in my sampler menu item and then we're done, yeah, yeah all right well this was this was the other idea I went with for despicable fusion cuisine, and again it is it is the name of a um a name of a restaurant, and I feel like this is an idea that I have used as part of other ideas in the past, but um it's a sampler menu what do you expect so in this case, Despicable Fusion Cuisine is a restaurant. It's a fusion cuisine restaurant. It is deliberately being run to be as unwelcoming and as unsuccessful as possible. They don't want customers. It's basically a money laundering operation and or a front.
1: Oh, right.
0: You know, a bit like, I think there was an episode of an episode of the show Elementary where uh, Joan Watson is sent again and again to the same dry cleaners who are just dreadful and awful so that she will eventually deduce that they're actually a front for something and they're just doing Mm. a really bad job of pretending to be in business as dry cleaners or as a laundry. This is kind of the same thing. Mm. This is Despicable Mm. Fusion Cuisine. It's a restaurant that has been built around the idea of, yes, we're going to get shipments of weird shit in sealed packages from all over the world and we don't actually want customers because then that will expose the fact that we don't actually produce any food here uh, and our chef's a bit rubbish. Naturally, something has to go wrong.
1: Naturally. Is it that the... um, Who would be, in this circumstance, would the players be? The people who are responsible for keeping the front, like, not on fire but very
0: little else. I I honestly cannot decide between this being a a situation where a bunch of very low level very low level people in whatever organization has done this. Very low level criminals have been told, okay, your job is to just run this restaurant, do do your thing whatever, and then I think about how to be more helpful. What can I do for you? My phone just started talking to me, and that's really creepy. (laughs) the hell? Especially since you're talking about... uh, about Okay, I don't actually know how to turn that off. Turn the phone off.
1: and Yeah, uh,
0: I'm just going to turn the phone off. Sorry about that. Um, It's okay. That
1: was weird. So you're you're talking about... um,
0: yeah, let's hope not too much of that one went out as WhatsApp About messages. It. Um, mm-hmm. right, so, okay. So, yeah, the two options that sort of come immediately to mind are either you are the relatively low level, um, folks. You are running this, this, this despicable fusion cuisine place. It's deliberately designed not to attract attention and it's become a fucking hipster hangout. Yeah, it's suddenly popular.
1: Nice. That would be it. And your, your, Truncated and confusing instructions from your higher ups basically mean keep it, keep it going. We, we need to, there's a, there's a big delivery coming in. Mm. You'll, you'll know them by their, you know, terrible facial hair or something. Um, and suddenly there's all these people with terrible facial hair. Um, and you're having, you run off your feet trying just to, um, serve them actually pretty bad food.
0: Yep. The other version of yeah. it would be um, to take the kids on bikes approach. And I know I've touched on this one before. Mm-hmm. Not not so much with the, the, the powered individual uh, bit of Kids on Bikes, but just the... You know, you've got this place that is an obvious front. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but you're the only one... For some reason, you're the only ones who can see it. And so it's plucky teenagers and preteens versus somewhere between competent and incompetent and indifferent criminals. Now read on.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Those those are kind of my two my, my two takes on that one. Again, just based on why would anybody call a place despicable fusion cuisine, other than to have
1: nobody want to go there. Yes, maybe the um, maybe it was a, as a, an attempt to make it a, unattractive to um, to prospective customers. Your Yelp reviews are all for sort of despicable and so forth, and it just becomes known as that that place. There was a place on Queen Street that I f- would refer- frequent uh, many moons ago, which we referred to as Surly Kebab.
0: <laughs> which one? The kebabs were good. Which Which one? I mean, there were a lot of kebab places on Queen Street. Uh, there
1: was, it was it was mid like ninety eight middle of the little. Shops across from the um, entrance to—is it Myers Park and the the White House? Oh God, where the hell up um, there? Yeah, I know
0: the one. Yeah, I know yeah, the yeah. area.
1: Ah, wasn't that wasn't it the place that used to be some sort of consulate or something? It was. I don't know if it's still a strip club. It probably is. But yeah, that was it. Was one of those little little shop fronts that were sort of and it was one right in the middle. I think it was replaced by a uh, Korean place. I think yeah. At some point, and I've not been back for a very long time. But yes, surly kebab, surly kebab, because yeah, they were good kebabs. It was just like hm, didn't seem very happy to see you. Maybe they were a front, but, but no, the kebabs were fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just imagining a thing where you know, a,
0: a, a kebab, yeah, kebab shop owner owe, owed a lot of money to a lot of people and to so the wrong people, and just ends up running a front against their will because all they actually wanted to do was just make kebabs and now they'd be forced to mm. play Yeah, I can see that. Yeah.
1: By circumstance.
0: Yeah, horrible circumstance. Cool. Alright, well that I think reaches the
1: end of the meal. Mm-hmm. Indeed. But, that is your dessert and uh, I hope we you have enjoyed it. And so as I um as the, 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 the,
0: the little um mint that is used to hold down the bill, I think I'm pushing this about <laughs> as far as I can. Yeah, <laughs> we are pleased to announce that that we we have a topic for episode 151 that the audience has voted to a currently indeterminate number of people where they'd still be encountered, but um, indeed, at this indeed. point, the, we're declaring for it. some time. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, we are we are we are declaring this time that the winner, the winner for episode 151 is. Leroy's Missing Hedge Veg. Which comes to us from Alex. So blame him. Yeah. You'll be pleased to know that I have guessed just from the title approximately what the, the, the story refers to. Though Craig refers, uh, refuses to confirm or deny exactly because he just keeps going no, 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 no like that cat in the uh, internet video. <laughs> oh, oh, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I might see yeah. whether Alex is willing to, to write down the full story, but... Um, I
1: don't know that it's a good idea, but
0: sure. Leave no lasting record. <laughs> good point. Indeed, indeed. round. So, Leroy's missing hedge, veg. We're, we're really running with a, a culinary thing at the moment, aren't we? So, indeed, indeed. And that only leaves us for, um, as the, the sort of the aperitif, that's a word, right? Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. So, the the topics... On the menu for your next visit to uh, Shea Big Grid Couch. Did not plan that one out as well as I could have, not going to lie. So your topics for the next episode. Running from, from the bottom to the top of the list, just because I can, we have Floating Steel Reef.
1: VIP Zealot. Popular, though not apparently popular enough choice, Drab Majesty. And our new contestant, Four Kilometers of Imitation Crab. I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> yes, eerie the sort of thing that would
0: give H.P. Lovecraft nightmares.
1: Not just him. Alrighty, thank you very much for joining us for this delicious, sumptuous plate of, of despicable fusion cuisine. A succulent meal i to have to link that meme as well, I suspect. <laughs>
0: Fair enough, <laughs> I, I don't know the meme, so let's hope I can find something.
1: And uh, good luck, everybody. We all quite clearly need it. And we will uh, catch you next time for some Missing Hitchfitch? Thank you for listening to us, uh, everybody. And please, remember to tip your wager. Want
0: to hear more of our shenanigans?